Previously on Follow the Leader. Today we're playing Los Abales by Mercedes Acosta. Apologies for my butchering of Spanish. I have never taken Spanish as, a, as an option at school. So. Uh, yes, I have Warden W. Lockwood. Uh, he has he, him pronouns. Um, the appearance I have set out for him is hazelnut eyes, cropped brown hair, plain half-moon glasses fixed around the neck with a chain, rough, sandy-colored skin, a slightly crooked nose, five o'clock shadow, a baggy green cardigan, a mostly buttoned white shirt, durable brown denim jeans, and well-worn sneakers with the sole starting to wear thin. Um, for his sense of spirituality, it's a sort of half-remembered Christianity, kind of more by rote than by anything else and an admiration for the stars in the dark of the night. I am playing Leif Vanderboth. Uh, use he, they pronouns for him. Um, Leif's appearance is a long corduroy skirt buttoned down the front, a baggy sweatshirt, forearm crutches, and a short straight bob. Large, ra- large round glasses and a beanie with dark brown eyes deeply set. For spirituality, um, he's Jewish, but out of practice. And I'll be playing uh, Misha Elenik, uh, who uses they, them pronouns. Appearance, uh, tall and thin, with pale freckled skin, green eyes, and dark auburn hair cut into a messy uh, chin-length sort of bob-slash-wolf-cut kind of a vibe. Um, A scar that's only just starting to pale runs down their face, framed by the deep shadows under their eyes and at odds with their easy smile. Dresses for comfort, leggings, baggy sweatshirts with the necks cut out over tank tops, fuzzy socks and practical walking boots. And in terms of their spirituality, they're a believer, but not a person of faith. Means you're like, no. I fuck, no and drops down where they are and starts, like, looking for it, trying to see if the light from their little lamp will catch off the glass of the vial. And they think they see it, and so they reach forward and they it's not, it's not there. So they start digging with their bare hands at the soft around like pushing like rotting leaves out of the way and they don't realize that their hands are getting cut up as they do so as the sharper elements of this foliage bite into their skin and like one of their fingernails gets almost ripped off and they don't care they don't even notice they're desperately trying to find this vial and realise that they can't find it. And then the pain in their hands starts to register and they just yell out, fuck!
the fourth encounter. As you stumble along, you meet another. It could be a shimmering spirit. It could be at the player to your left. You are uncertain. You are frightened. You have to act fast because this could be a threat or an aid. Your actions impact the player to your left. So let's say the person below us in the order. So mm-hmm. Warden's action. Oh, no, that, or do we want to go the other way? So Leaf's effect. Uh, yeah, Leaf's effect. Actions will affect Warden. Warden's uh, Misha and Misha Leaf. Yeah, I think that tracks. Mix it up a little. Yeah. Love to mix. Um, do you want to go first this time, Sam? Or Corey, are you ready to go? Uh, let's let Sam go first this time, I think. Okay, I can do that. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's fine. Um, fourth encounter. Hearts again. I can go first. No, I got this. Okay, you got this. Or, got or this. I mean, you can go first if you have something that you wanted to do. No, not not immediately. I'd like to hear this. No, no, you found that found it decisive. Have at. Fuck. Um. So it's the player above me. Yeah. So warden. So I find yeah. I run into warden, which is handy because I was already heading towards them. Um. As I'm approaching, you, as Leaf is approaching, you hear him, you know, calling out. He's like, I don't understand. Like, why? I don't understand what you want from me. Why are you taking, like, why are you doing this to me? And if you're still, like, crouching, looking for your glasses, I think Leaf trips right the fuck over you. Ass over tea kettle. Oh, buddy. And tumbles into the dirt, like, into the into the leaf litter. So, um, yeah, you've been tripped over. That's how, that's yeah. how my actions impact you. That's so funny. You've been um, tripped by. <laughs> you've been struck by. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, it's like that prank, right? Where you, like, you have someone bending down behind the other person. Yeah. Mm. And then you push him over, except you just did this to yourself. Yeah. It's the true horror of being seen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think uh, getting a whole last person tripping over him. Um, and by the way, I also drew hearts again. Nice. We're, we're very heartful people today. Um, it just... Gotta run out of hearts sometime. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Someday we'll lose heart. Um, I think it just absolutely spooks him. Like, he's already been getting steadily more and more on edge um, between losing sort of the tool that he's been using this whole time for his own ritual and not being able to parse out what's happening except in sort of shadows. Um, so I think... He looks only sort of at a cursory glance to see what exactly has fallen, realizes that he's not alone in a very real physical sense, and almost like a runner off the blocks, 
just breaks into a sprint, um, leaving his flashlight behind as he goes, just off right into the heart of the woods. Damn, sucks for you. I got a free flashlight. Nice. (laughs) So, I also drew spades again. Um, Third spade. See, I was about to do a thing and then I saw one of the other suits is actually better suited to that. Um, yeah. No, I think I see something moving fast-ish um, in the trees near me. And I'm still on edge. I, I couldn't find my vial. And rather than reach out to this other person because there aren't animals in these woods so it's another person maybe it's that person I saw earlier like I know there's another person there I found a pair of glasses on the floor but I press myself against a tree and turn off my light so I don't have to interact with this person I hide sinking down and just like the, it's that's the instinct and Misha hates that their instinct in this moment is fear not to confront yeah and just like is there like berating themselves as these footsteps like get closer and then recede as this person moves away and this could have been somebody that could have helped them they could have been less alone in this moment but they let fear guide them instead like a fucking child and so they move deeper into the woods the fifth encounter you meet yet another and it's no neighbour of yours this is a person from your past a remnant of the secret you keep close to your chest they're here to remind you to hurt you to punish you and if there are others around to witness so much the better though the others cannot see this person they witness your reaction and it's the same dance we've been doing friends draw a card react accordingly evaluate your actions okay i've got a card you want to go first this time jig sure I am moving, and I think it it's moving into a clearing. Um, just this weird little pocket of space uh, next to um, a small pond or or something. Um, and if the if there was a full moon out, it would probably reflect off it really beautifully to like almost a mirror shine. But it isn't right now. It's just this still, almost black mirror-looking boundary to this this uh, clearing. And as Misha moves into the space, a person of a similar age, um, them, I'm much like. Misha, um, the camera sees a slender uh, woman 
uh, limping, using a, a a set of like the kind of like hospital issue crutches, unlike uh, mm. leaves, which I imagine at least sort of like have been properly fitted for him. Yeah. These are clearly like hospital issue, big like um, more like the big underarm crutches that they give yeah. you, uh, and just like now you use these. You don't need them for very long. Just use these ones. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hair that was clearly pulled back in like a super tight bun uh, has started to unravel and tumbling around uh, her face. And this makeup that clearly at one point would have been like immaculate is, uh, is streaked down their face, uh, down her face. And I don't decide if she says anything. I don't think she does. I think she is as silent as the woods around them are. And she holds out a hand towards Misha, letting the crutch fall to the ground, uh, clearly, like, reaching out as her body starts moving into I don't know enough dance terminology but like it's like the opening steps of a, of some pas de deux and Misha steps back sharply and says you aren't here and the words ring out and it will catch the attention of the other of the other people nearby, and the woman looks upset, unsurprised, and steps lets the other crutch fall and moves towards Misha, who's move takes like half a step back into a defensive stance or the position where you would catch somebody who's about to leap and is like, don't. And the woman moves like she is going to do, like, a graceful, like, balletic leap forward. But the moment she puts weight on her left leg you see it give out from underneath her or the camera does and that's when a impossibly loud snap rings out and this isn't what happened but Warden and Leith hear this crack and it's so loud. It's like a gunshot. And Misha says, it wasn't like that. It didn't happen like this. And the figure, the woman, twists around up from this crumpled position. It's like a marionette being picked up like from one shoulder first and it a body shouldn't be able to move that way and does sort of like this little 
parody of the traditional like ballet dancer bow uh, on this clearly visibly broken leg and Misha just says I'm not fucking saying sorry and I won't and you can't fucking make me and I guess that's what you learn about them that they don't regret this whatever they did because mm. yeah I drew a heart Ooh. Opening up quite a lot today, or yeah. tonight. It's my first one. I've had three spades, a heart, and a diamond. <laughs> so. Yeah. Okay. I've had three hearts, a diamond, and now spade. Nice. How do you spade? I think Leaf arrives in the same clearing, sort of. As Misha is declaring that they don't regret what happened. And as Leaf is approaching to ask what Misha saw, uh, maybe an, a very short, blonde-haired girl steps out from behind a tree into Leaf's vision. And she says, you promise. Staring right at Leaf. And Leaf says, I did the best that I could. I... It was never supposed to end like that. I I couldn't. I wanted to. There's no way I could have. And the young, young blonde figure in the velvet overcoat says, You left me there. You promised we'd make it out together and you just left me there. And Leaf reaches for their pocket. And again, their comfort item isn't there. And they turn to Misha and they say, You have to understand. I never wanted to make it out of there alone. I never wanted to do that. It was always supposed to be the two of us. But I couldn't. I couldn't save her. And as as Leaf does this, the figure takes a step forward and the color drains from this child's face as though a body, you know, a week into decomposition. But in cold weather. You know how it's like, like a little slowed down mm. Mm. and the figure says once again you broke your promise and Leaf <sighs> Leaf sighs and says 
did my best. I wasn't enough. And just <sighs> turns his back on his figure. Hides his face. Put, pushes his glasses up and wipes his eyes on his sleeve and doesn't say anything else. Good shit. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I appreciate that the other two are coming to this clearing in a calm manner. I think. No, 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 Warden, no, no. You, been... you enter this clearing however you see fit, my dear. <laughs> yeah. No. Exactly. I think for Warden, um, he's been running, and he hasn't known where for a while now. But as he's sprinting and as he's trying to find any sense of what the edge of the woods might look like, he's starting to realize that in front of him, the lights that he's been seeing dancing around the trees, flickering between branches, casting itself among the bark, it's starting to coalesce into a something, uh, a figure gesturing for him. And in seeing it, he's realizing that Although everything else is just shadows passing him now, um, the sound of him whipping by trees and branches and leaves, um, hearing his own footsteps crunching and echoing behind him, um, somehow he's able to see this figure much more clearly than he should be. They are sharply relieved against the shadows and almost blinding to him in a sense. And as he realizes what's he, what he's looking at and that he can see it so clearly, um, he suddenly reorients his heading to just start charging at it almost, um, trying to reach what this is that's calling out to him. Then I got clubs. <laughs> so <laughs> as he bounds forward and he finds his footing solidly on the root of a tree and just does a full leap towards it arms open but as he tries to close his arms around it he comes crashing into the clearing skidding through the leaves the leaves in the dirt grasping for whatever it was that he just saw and he, as he sits up, like he can faintly see the other two, but they're also still, to him, they're lit up a bit by the lights that they're holding, but they might as well be more shadows. Oh, I've got your flashlight still also. Yeah, that's so, so, but you, you two may as well be more shadows among the trees or more lights dancing among them. You just happen to be closer by. And now that he's seen such a sharp image, he's not sure if you two are also part of that image. Mm. Um, to him, as he looks around, he can start to see more of that emerging from the trees. And it's not all, like, ghastly lights or sparks. Um, a lot of it, to him, starts to be more like flickering candles 
sort of marching in circles around the clearing amongst the woods, not daring to breach the edge of the trees in this sort of just meadow oasis sort of that everyone's gathered in. But as he looks around, he's scrambling around himself again, trying to find the things that he lost. And in the stress of the moment, the only thing that he can think to say is sort of a frantic stumbling through of the Lord's Prayer in particular. Mm. But he's unsure. He's stuttering. He's not He's not sure if what he's saying is entirely correct as he marches through the Our Father all the way down. Mm. I think as he does that, he will go towards both Leaf and Misha, sort of grasping at their feet as just the two figures closest to him, mm. um, looking up at them desperately and trying to make out any sort of feature. Oh, I mean, like, <laughs> Leaf is going to kick, like, kick them and be like, what are you doing? <laughs> Don't touch me. Poor fucking, poor warden. <laughs> yeah, I think... I think that shocks him out of it for a moment, though, and he sort of hurriedly stands up and, like, starts brushing himself off, like, who, who are you two? I don't, like, I'm, I, I, point at me, you first. Who are you? Misha. Leaf. Warden. I think, Misha, if we get our light sources sort of vaguely together, I notice that Warden is having trouble focusing on our faces. And just like, don't suppose you lost a pair of glasses, did you? Sort of looking past, he'll reach out a shaky hand, trying to get a hold on it. Oh, like, catch hold of your wrist not again deliberately but not forcefully and I'm like put the glasses in your hand and I'm like they're a little busted I'm sorry he'll nod a couple of times as he fumbles around a bit to get them on his face um, the chain on them he takes a moment to just draw tighter so they're almost a little bit like goggles so they don't fall off of his face well um I don't know you, and I don't like this. So, and 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 Leaf is gonna walk out of the the clearing because they're not having a great time. Uh huh. <sighs> I think now having gotten his light back, to Warden will sort of. Oh, did I give you your light back? Actually, did you give Warden his light no. back? No. Please tell no. me you're oh. fucking... He sucks. Good job, I'm just Sal. holding. I'm just holding the flashlight. As you leave? <laughs> yeah. Like, I am having a really bad night, and I don't trust either of you. This is the fairest thing I've seen all night. <laughs> thanks yeah. to Warden, thanks to himself. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, but I think he sort of looks at Misha almost desperately because he's he can see now, but he still has no way of getting around. Um. Is it fine if I follow? Their face does something. Does like twist a little bit. Um. Yeah. All right. Okay. Why are you okay. here? I thought I saw a signal out in the forests. I'd usually been looking at the skies for it, but never came from that direction before. I mean, it's not like I've ever had a response before. Fair enough. Do you... <laughs> now, I, I know this is not a question that most people ask of each other, but do you believe in God at all? I believe in a lot of things. I don't know that I do myself. But... I thought... If there is something out there that we're made of and that maybe we return to then maybe I might be able to find someone that returns to that something in the skies and maybe I could talk with them one last time so I thought, I saw the lights, I thought, I thought maybe they'd finally come and that we could talk again. So I came to see if I could find them. Misha has the look on their face of someone who really fucking wishes they hadn't asked. Yeah. Um, <laughs> because they are not an emotionally outward person. I don't think they're close to anybody and having someone be so vulnerable with them is so utterly alien that they do not know what to do with that. Because <laughs> this is clearly somebody in distress and struggling with something and grieving by the sounds of it. And Misha doesn't know what to do with that. And yeah. says, that sounds like a lot to deal with. I tried to get some others to do it with me, but, well, no one took it seriously. I don't think that's what this is. I'm beginning to think that it isn't that either. Um, there's a college nearby. I, I think I need to go back there. You drop out or something? No, just... <laughs> it's... I was staying in one of the dorms nearby. Oh, well, me too. Uh, do you know the way back, then? 
Can you lead me there? I can certainly fucking try, my guy. <laughs> hey ho, let's go. And I, the advantage, I reckon, of the red lamplight is that it's really hard to tell um, what on Misha is mud and what is blood from where nice. they've like been ripped up a little bit by trees and stuff from, from when they were digging. And uh, yeah, they'll lead, they'll just strike off in a direction. They don't know how to fucking navigate the woods. <laughs> I mean, there are paths of sorts, for sure, but does sort of try to think about what way they walking they were walking to get to this point. And yeah. Let's move on to the sixth encounter. You find something is chasing you. Not just your guilt or your fear. You begin moving farther away because what it is, you do not want it closer to you. But you still hear its footsteps. It crashing through the underbrush and again you feel a cold shiver along your neck. You don't know what it is. You don't know what it is. You don't know what it is. Draw a card. Okay. Who wants to go first? I think Leaf should go first. I think so, too. Yeah. Given that he's by himself, yeah. 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 He is by himself. All right. Um, so I've got spades again. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Um, Leaf can hear the footsteps following them. And they get ever tenser. More afraid. And so... Instead of running, because it feels like when they pick up speed, footsteps behind them remain steady enough, but it feels like no matter which direction they turn, they pull to the left, they run around some, they run around a tree, they eventually come to a hollow in the tree and in a moment of desperation they shove themselves as deep into this hollow as they can scrabbling like scrambling through you know the leaf litter to tuck themselves in as small as possible and they grip the this the fabric of their skirt between their hands and with both of their thumbs are like rubbing against the fabric trying to get any source of comfort they can and when eventually these uh, the footsteps get close enough to them they grab a branch strike out at their feet fucking jabbing it down there like i'm not gonna let you uh take me back to there like i'm not gonna let you i'm not gonna let you put me there again and uh as they say this, they, you know, sweep the branch to the side 
It is the player to your right. Alright, so. What I have just done to, I thought, the ghost of my dead friend was, in <laughs> fact, Misha. So I have just swept you off your feet, Misha, in the worst possible way. How do you react? Who have I hurt? Misha. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think the card I've drawn, because Misha and Warden are both here, or we are pre fiction established that that's what the situation is. Rather mm -hmm. than this being another chase, I think I like just playing off this with whatever cards Corey and I have, if that, if that vibes with you, Corey. Yeah, I think that's fair. Cool. So there's this crack, um, as Branch oh. connects. Actually, hmm? retconned here it's their crutches that they use i forgot they nice. were on crutches impeccable for a impeccable very good um i think you sweep high enough from where cuz where you're you're positioned that the metal of your crutch is able to strike Misha above where their ankle would be protected by their walking boots mm. so instead you just crack them across like the shin Oof. Full pelt with this, mm. uh, with one of your crutches, and uh, they hit the they hit the dirt hard. Um, and uh, yell, "What the actual fuck? What the actual fuck?" I, I'm, I'm so, I, I don't, I thought, I don't know what I thought. I, uh. Like very obviously, just like shaking like a fucking leaf. <laughs> mm -hmm. I, I, so I'm. Are, are you okay? We're like at this point, I guess, like sitting eye to eye. Like, well, oh, we're man. having a little, having a little, a little, having a little meeting on the ground now. Mm -hmm. It's ground time. I'm being cute. Yeah. I'm being cute. <laughs> I think there is I mean she's like rubbing at their leg like has that awareness of themselves and probably seen enough serious damage and accidents that is just gently probing the area that was just hit to just to go out has this bitch just, how bad is this <laughs> um, given that they are deep Valid. in the woods and is Biting back from saying something. You know that kind of time where you're angry and something hurts and you want to cry, mm. but you refuse to let yourself start crying because if you do, you don't trust your ability to stop. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So they're very clearly holding something in, doing the breathe. And I think, because like, Metal metal crutches are no joke, mm. um, especially weaponized with intent. Uh, and yeah. fear is a real great motivator to put weight behind a swing. Mm. Um, and I think it's torn up the front of uh, the leggings, and uh, there is more. There's just more blood. 
There ain't a lot to protect a shin on the front mm. of a leg. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't think it's broken. Mm. Um, it's a hell but of a it's bruise. Definitely hella bruise and like yeah. it's absolutely like busted the skin open Oof. so and i want to give like cory a moment to uh also get in on this before yeah hey i also got spades mm-hmm. so uh-huh. um warden would have been following from a little ways behind and so like Seeing great out of one eye, the other eye not so well because of the cracked glasses and everything. So what he sees ahead of him is Misha getting struck by something and falling over. And he realizes that there's a danger nearby and the person helping lead him out has just taken a blow. So I think he tucks down and kind of with like a strangled yell because he was not prepared, but he's doing this anyway. He's kind of letting his body carry him forward. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he just shoulder charges and bowls over Leaf. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. From where Leaf is like, like tucked up against a tree, just like flattened. Like a like a full-on tackle. <laughs> awesome. I love yeah. this. Uh, you can decide is- the damage. <laughs> Leaf is effectively bowled over. Um, they're definitely like, like on one level they're like, "Ow, what the hell!" On the other level, they're like, "Okay, I deserve this actually." Um, <laughs> but yeah, they're definitely like gonna lash out with their crutch at you as well, and you know, fight or flight's a hell of a drug. Yep. Yeah. I think everyone gets some lumps. Yeah. I got clubs. Uh-huh. You try to fight your way out. Sometimes a needle is more effective than a club, however. And as a result, you pay for your violence. How are you rebuked by the trees? And I think... And you guys let me know if this feels too much, but I'm aware of what the seventh encounter is. Mm-hmm. And it'll be better if we're not together for that anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's fair. So, you, Leaf, you swing out with uh your crutch towards uh warden and you get maybe one moment and then you feel it being yanked out of your hand mm. uh, by misha who has gotten up and literally full-on with your club uh your your crutch sorry just swings it at the nearest tree hard enough to bend this motherfucker um the crutch not the tree no um, i figured i was just like oh <laughs> yeah and just looks at leaf on the ground at warren forward and it's just like can you just fucking stop can you both just fucking stop and the trees i think all three of us get yanked apart rapidly very much like um you know in the incredibles where mm. uh, helen is like you sit down and you sit down like yes. forcibly yeah. holding the kids apart yes a little bit that yep. kind of a vibe 
but the it's like as well as lashing out physically at one of the trees, even if the tree wasn't the source of their mm. anger, that and the yelling so loudly. Um, the trees are pissed, and I think the mm. three of us are just ripped apart. Yeah, I mean, of course, they would only care when it affects them. Yeah. Um, let's say none of us have a light now. Yep. None of us have a light now, no. Yeah. And so, the seventh encounter. We will not be drawing a card for this, so don't worry. Um, you are deep, you're deep among the trees now. The darkness is oppressive, the atmosphere choking you. Your guilt weighs you down to the ground, and your fear makes every movement shaky. And as you move along, you are alone. Just you and the trees. Before you is a large tree, gnarled and ancient and filled with hatred. It's holding something out to you. Just for you. It is your item that you lost previously. And through the fright, you feel a bit of relief. You reach out to grab it, and something grabs you back. It's time to escape. So, I am going to hide the number cards and reveal the deck of face cards. Uh -huh. I had fun doing game prep. This is literally just the face cards. Okay. I'm going to deal one of these to each of us. Don't look mm -hmm. at them. We've all got our cards. We're not going to look at them. Now we describe our attempt to escape from the woods. Once you've narrated your escape from your trees, ignoring the call, leaving the woods and returning to your home with your item and your secret, look at your card. So each of us can narrate this and pull on the, the words that we specifically chose. Yeah. Okay. I think as he gets pulled, Warden does not know how long for, but when he's finally set down and settles, he sees... That old leviathan of a tree. And among the roots of it, he sees a glinting, only barely lit up by the stars and by the faint grasps of moonlight, as little as there is. Um, he bends over to grab it and at that point feels snags all around him. And in that, he just throws away his cardigan, that last sort of protection that he has over him, and just starts sprinting fully again. Um, as he looks up and around, trying to find something of the skies and trying to find any sort of guidance back, all he can see over him are the cover of leaves 
the branches, the bark, towering over, letting him see nothing, utterly blocking his way. And at this point, though he still sees the lights, he has at this point started to decide he needs to run between them, through the darkness, tuck his head down, and trust that his feet will lead him back. So he takes his signal mirror, shoves it deep into his pocket, and just runs, looking away from every light that he sees, to try and find another break in the woods. For that card... No, no, no. Wait, I think I want to get us all to narrate. Oh, yeah. All right. Let's go. And then we'll all reveal our cards and then do whatever it says on the card. Let's rock. Well, that's Warden running. All right. So as Leaf is pulled away with one crutch remaining attached to their arm, they're also not quite sure how long he's being pulled for, but when he finally gets put down, he also sees, you know, this old, beautiful tree just in one branch next to a, fa- like, a leaf that's just about to fall off. There's a scrap of red velvet. Not the dingy scrap of red velvet they had had in their pocket once, but looking brand new, like it's just been ripped off of the coat of a little girl passing by. And as he reaches out to grab it, Tree takes his hand, almost, like a gentle caress as it's as as he takes his treasure back and something about this gentle touch from a gnarled piece of wood both scares and comforts him as he tucks that scrap of red velvet back into his pocket and he turns and he looks up He looks at the trees around him. He puts his hands over his ears, picks a direction, starts walking, and just hopes that the murmuring fades and he escapes from the trees. Misha. Feels like they're only being dragged for a moment. Seems one blink, oh, <clears throat> sorry, one blink. They're moving backwards, being dragged at a speed that they wouldn't have thought possible. And the next, they're just flat on their back, staring up at a sky bereft of anything other than cloud. They scramble up, dust off as much as they can, and see ahead, like 
a almost like a wind chime or something just hanging delicately from the thinnest spindliest looking branch like an old wizened finger of this massive tree but Misha couldn't um, even with arms fully extended couldn't even wrap their arms halfway around its trunk and they move towards it and that tugging sensation is back moving them towards that same tree and every part of their brain is like don't do it bitch don't do it but they can't not do it and they reach out and carefully lift the vial and they almost have to go up it is like they're going up on point just in their heavy boots obviously can't go fully up on point that's not how those kind of shoes work but there is something familiar and not easy but their body knows what to do to get that little bit of extra height and as they finally fill the cool glass of this vial this small bottle safely in their hands again and they sink back down to their feet for a moment there's a pressure at their waist as if someone's supporting them as if coming down from a lift and then she has this brief moment of clarity just before the grip tightens and they run back through the trees and every time they feel something like a tug they end up ripping away the oversized sweatshirt and abandoning it leaving them their arms bare as they move through these woods as fast as their legs will take them and their thighs ache and burn in a way they haven't in a long time but it feels oddly comforting in its familiarity as these cuts and these bruises and this sheer throbbing ache in their shin. But she pushes it all away and just focuses on the thumping of their heart and of their feet on the ground as they make their way, hopefully out of the woods and now we're each going to look at our cards and depending what faces it will tell us what happened Ooh. Oh. so did anybody if anybody got the king they should go last anybody uh, I've received a queen. Sam? I too have a queen. Cool. I got a jack. Oh. Fascinating. So. Queen, you have succeeded. Return to your house. 
things to ask, though, as you leave these woods. Who or what did I lose? Has this experience shaken my spiritual beliefs and practice? Have I forgiven myself of my secret or have others? And I think we should save the bolded questions for last, like once we've all done our mm. bit. Just as the way to, to end the story. That's fair. So. I think for Warden, he has ultimately lost the driving reason behind his ritual. I think now that he's felt and seen and experienced a sort of malign presence that could lead him away from what he was trying to do, he doesn't go out on the roof anymore. He doesn't try to signal to the stars or receive anything back from them. Um, I think he just stays indoors and he starts to turn away from what it was that he was trying to do before. Sort of a secret grief and kind of a prolonging of it. He doesn't try. I think he's... It's still something that hangs around in the back of his mind. But he's never really going to forgive himself for letting that shake him as much as it has. Although, for the community that he sort of ran from and started doing this on his own from, I think they know that he's stopped. So even though he hasn't forgiven himself, the others think that he's come back into the fold. Alright, so I also got the queen. I think what what Leaf loses is their sense of safety in the school, their sense that they've moved past whatever is haunting them. They've also, you know, they're... In their spiritual beliefs, they they don't they didn't have many, but now they feel shaken in their belief that there is less of the spiritual out there. Um, they spend you know they they get out of the woods very shaken, uh, feeling you know more than ever that they haven't forgiven themselves of you know, the promises they broke and the person they had to leave behind. I think they're, they return with a real sense that they have things to atone for still. They have, you know, beings to, like, suck up to almost. So, Jack... You get out, but something follows you home. I've got to describe it. And then things to ask as I live with a shadow at my back. I think 
Whatever this is that followed Misha back, they can't describe it. Uh, it's a draw from our dear friend Mac and their character of Vidamarsh. Whatever this is, you can't look directly at it. It's something shadowy and it's in the corner of Misha's vision and like them it significantly prefers the dark but it's this presence this constant awareness Misha has you know that feeling. I think it's like the pressure of a weighted blanket. But it just, it's always this feeling of slight pressure behind them. Mm. Like if you were laying on your front with a, a weighted blanket over you. But it's like that even when they're stood up. Like something constantly leaning over your shoulders. Or even just fucking cursed internet life. It's just like, you know that feeling of somebody who's like glommed onto your back? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that. <laughs> or like when wet clothes cling to your skin. More like that Ooh, feeling. Yeah, like a, like a heavy and wet wool coat. Ugh. Yeah. Misha doesn't know what they brought back. Could be a spirit could be a fragment of a collective conscience. The thing about believing in basically everything is that it really doesn't help you narrow down the possibilities. They suspect that it might have something to do with unresolved I don't want to say guilt, because I don't think they do feel guilty about it. But. Unresolved drama. Yeah, but also, it's like this physical manifestation of the consequences of their actions. Mm. And even if they don't feel guilt for their actions, that doesn't change the fact that it was a thing that they did. It was a life that they ruined. And maybe there could be atonement to be made. Maybe that would get this weight off their back. But they're stubborn as fuck is the thing. And they keep walking as with their head held as high as they ever have. But you see them out and about in the daylight more. Mm. Mm. And that vial, it sits next to a little plant which has its own little UV lamp. And uh, just that gets plenty of sun. Just in case. Someone asked them about they couldn't say why they felt that was the need the, the thing they needed to do, but they do. 
And so, my friends, our three wanderers, our final question for Misha, will this thing pull them back into the woods? And for Warren and for Leaf, what did the woods want from you? Oh, I think for Warden, the woods were showing sort of the pain of suffering alone and sort of the peril and strife that can come from completely taking that on. I think when he returns to a congregation, though, it's not for trying to find faith again, but more for the people that are there. Mm. But as he's around that company, he doesn't find that comfort that he thought he would in trying to unshoulder some of that. So I think with that, sort of like with Misha, he ends up going out more, staying far away from his personal space and from his... um from a situation that would leave him with his own thoughts. I think he would even try and seek out the other two just to have others who understand that sort of mm. trial that happened in the woods mm. and have just someone to relate to and maybe to be vulnerable to. I think that what the woods really wanted was for Leaf to begin looking at this experience that he had again. What it wanted was revenge in a way, but what Leaf got from it was a reminder that he is alive. When I don't think he starts going out more. I think he starts spending more time looking inwards studying what happened to him, thinking about, at first it's more about how he could have prevented it, but in the end it becomes how it, it, it just, it was. And I think he spends a little bit, I think, I think he would be willing to talk, spend time with Warren as he spends so much time sort of locked up in his own head about this, like, weird, harrowing trial that he went through after that that just was determined to remind him of this previous weird, harrowing trial that he went through and the way that he blames himself so much for what happened when it wasn't his fault. And although the woods was, you know, I think though the woods wanted to draw him back in and, you know, destroy him with his past, what he ends up finding is like healing. Not like physically, I mean, but like, like emotionally. Good show. Whatever this thing is, that has attached itself to Misha. 
It absolutely is going to try to pull them back. Because it is of those woods. It belongs there. And as far as it's concerned, and the woods are concerned, Misha belongs there too. You can only stay away for so long. The wheel of the seasons turns. And that pull will one day become too powerful to ignore. Maybe they'll go willingly. This has been Los Abolos by Mercedes Acosta. If you've enjoyed listening to us play and uh, maybe want to give it a try yourself, you can find it over on itch um, at mcacosta.itch.io or you can just Google uh, Los Abolos. Um, make sure you put TTRPG and you'll be able to find it. It is only $7. Um and I think it was part of a number of the big bundles that were done for racial justice. So you may already have a copy and not know. But uh, go support an indie game writer. Um, it's good shit. It's good shit. Oh, I also forgot yeah. to say one more thing about... Oh, yeah. I think in the time when the weather gets cold, starts going out, more in a very heavy woolen coat with a little velvet heart embroidered, stitched down, appliqued down on the lapel. Very good. Nice. I've been Sam. You can find me once again on uh, Twitter in the past as S.A.K.L.O. and on Tumblr as Sassytail. Sorry. I've been Corey. You can find me on Twitter at Endless Musings and on co-host at MissyNim. And I've been Jade. I'm still on the internet at JadeOxfordRose. Find me on all of the various places. Uh, you'll probably find me there. And uh, if you enjoy what we do, uh, please tell your friends. Uh, join our Discord. Tell us how you felt about it. Maybe consider signing up to our Patreon. You can find Misha's first iteration uh, they were even worse there uh, I love them very much they're one of my most assholey people and even then she t- uh, they turned out being pretty kind for the most part in this it's weird how that works <laughs> what do you do really thank you uh, for listening stay safe out there uh, don't go walking in the strange woods alone at night Clap, my friends.
it's August, and I just wanted to thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed us, please consider leaving a rating on your podcast platform of choice, telling your friends about us, or tweeting about us using the FTLcast hashtag. We are also part of a nonprofit podcasting guild called Standing Stones Productions. We do a variety of shows, including The Room Where It Happened and Dumb Kids Playing Hero, two actual play shows, and a Steven Universe discussion podcast called Gay Space Rocks. We also do live streams at twitch.tv slash standingstonesprod. You can keep up with everything that we do on Twitter at stones underscore standing. Unfortunately, Standing Stones was already taken. Your support means a lot. Thanks again!